Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Ready to watch another full-length movie, this time Bob Hope. Cats out of the bag. We are going full Bob Hope this week as we watch a full-length movie on YouTube here as we stream first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow what's really happening with Luke Sayer. We love Luke. We used, to follow, we used to be followed by Paul Brumbaugh, but now uh, we have Luke behind us, and we love it. Uh, you can also follow our podcast at the acronym uh, you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we have a YouTube channel where we sync the movies to our podcast. Because you're going to listen to our podcast, and you're going to watch the movie at the same time. Uh, so we want you to go to a YouTube link, click it, hit pause, move it to 000. And then when we say go, or when the celebrity countdown, Paul Brumbaugh used to do it, we'll uh, say go, we'll all hit play. So you'll hear us and watch the movie at the same time. Carl, it's a Bob Hope movie. I've seen all his Bob Hope movies. Uh -huh. It can't possibly be a new Bob Hope movie. No, what do you got for is, us? This is the last Bob Hope movie. It's a TV movie. Okay, oh. go to the YouTube search engine and put in Masterpiece of Murder. Masterpiece of Murder, 1986. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Masterpiece of Murder, 1986. The channel we like, it might be the only one you find, is called Chris Johnson. That is our channel. Masterpiece of Murder, 1986, Chris Johnson. And you have mentioned Paul Brumbot, and we're going back in history to do the Brumbot. Oh, the Brumbot. Well, because yeah. Paul used to do the countdown because he was yeah. in the studio with us. Uh, and then uh, when things could change and pandemic, we pandemic. started adding uh, all Canadians from New Jersey as well. But now we're going back to our proxy when Paul was in the studio. Here it is. We use the one and only Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready. Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba? Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Now we watched the, the beginning starts off with a trailer. Right, which we saw last episode because it was our only trailer. So let's hear it again. Let's see what we're up for. 
Look at all this non-computer graphics. No, it's America and it's movies. It's the Stars and Stripes yeah. and the NBC tune. Now, Monday Night Movie, it was a big deal back in the day. There was no, there was starting to be cable, but it was just born with MTV and Beavis and Butthead and all that. And right. He's breakdancing. I don't breakdance. Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie <laughs> yeah. Anderson. Ooh. Yep, explosions. This is a real movie. You got to make the sound louder for the next time. Okay, here we go. Okay, here's our movie. Now, this is shot in Vancouver, uh, Canada, in real life. But they don't really fake... They act like it's Los Angeles area, and they talk a lot about an appointment in Los Angeles and stuff. So I guess we're to believe this is California, but it was really shot in Vancouver, British Columbia. Well, this is not all the land Bob Hope owns? I don't know. There's L.A. downtown, so I right. guess we're to believe this is Los Angeles. I recognize the building building. Oh, the thing. building building. The famous building there. Wasn't We Got a Maid shot there? There was a, uh, Frank Gorshin, who was in uh, 23 Skidoo. Yes, we saw him also in another one I'll bring up later. He was the Riddler, of course. Kevin McCarthy from, Goon from Goonies 3. Oh, great. Wow, all-star. We've got a bunch of people. Clive Ravel was just in Modesty Blaze, we just saw. So we've got and some, Stella Stevens. That's yeah. a Las Vegas movie, heist movie. That's right. I missed that. So my favorite director. Yes. Yeah, oh, Stella Stevens, of course. Okay. Uh, so now we're opening up seeing that in history, Bob Hope arrested Don Amici for being a cat burglar. That is the worst, like, pre-Photoshop uh, cut of face. Carl, you do better jobs than Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it's a photo of Hope from the 30s. This is a photo of Don Amici for the 30s. No, this woman here, this is um, uh, Adams from the Adams family. It's, it's the wife. Morticia Adams? Yeah, uh, no, not Morticia. Um, uh, it's... Darn, jumping out and biting me here. Here it is. She was Lily, Lily Munster. Lily Munster. So I guess that's not the wife, right? It was the... Lily, was that the daughter? Yeah, not the pretty one. No, how, how many No, how many Munsters were... No, wait, are we talking Munsters or Adams? Adams family. Uh, no, Munsters, the Munsters. Oh, the I'm Munsters. screwing it okay. up. I'm screwing it up. Yeah. Lily Munster, yeah, I think... Right. Oh, it's so look at this contrasting lifestyles between the two characters. Exactly right. What we're learning now is Don Amici has become the snooty, snooty wealthy. And that is what this whole film is going to be about. They're going to be in the environment of the snooty, snooty wealthy. And Bob Hope is a very poor private detective. Then that did not look like Los Angeles, the, the Oceanside hot dog mm -hmm. set vendor. Now you see he's looking at the racing, he's picking his horses, that's how poor he is, and he's going to say about his coffee, put it on my tab, you know. 
Really? You want coffee on your tab? All right. Gross. Just say terrible. This is uh, carbonated coffee. It says worse than regular tab. And Don, Don Amici here is all about the, uh, you know, like, did you sign the real estate deal? Don't give me any. Now, I recognize him immediately from Trading Places. Yes, Trading Places. You see, he was a big star before our time. He was in yes. lots of big movies. Um, uh, this is like, you got a job for me? He goes, yeah, I want you to take pictures of this cheating couple. I'll give you 20 bucks. He goes, 25. And then the guy goes, 15. And he goes, okay, I'll take it. I can't afford to do any more haggling. Haggling, yeah. I, I have I haven't seen this film, but sometimes these jokes you can see them parading on Broad Street, uh, Broadway. Now, Don Amici was a handsome debonair leading man in over forty films, uh, lots of nineteen fifties work on Broadway and television. He started in radio. He was a host of an international Showtime on NBC for five years, but he came back. To revive his career, Trading Places 83, Cocoon in 85, in which he right. won uh, an Academy Award. And they reference that here in this movie. Bob Hope will make a Cocoon joke. No, he was also in a David early David Mamet movie called Things Change. Yes, you're, that was his heyday in which he was known to the public and he was a handsome leading man. No, no, no. This was during his renaissance, his comeback. Oh. In, yeah. He was, he was much older in that movie. He's basically kind of uh, adjacent to the mob, and he 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 like he's a cobbler or something, but he gets a lot of money. Okay. And it's it's a funny film. Like uh, I haven't seen it, so I might have told you a different storyline. Uh oh. See, now we're getting the muscle because he owes money at the track, but it's funny. He owes like forty bucks, and he gives him a five dollar <laughs> bill. He goes, "All right, but I want the rest by Thursday." It's it's the lowest. You, you know, covered twenty five percent. Why would they you, bother to send guys over? You owe me money. You know, for like fifty bucks. I'm gonna smash your door down. That's goes, gonna cost you at least twelve bucks to repair. He goes, or else what? Or else Mickey. And he slams the thing. He goes, I never knew what or else was before. Yeah, that's one thing. Like Carl, you have seen this movie several hundred times. Yes. You know that this is as a Bob Hope movie, a fast talking comedy. Right. Which we are All talking over. World. Bob Hope was in over 70 films, but 54 of them, he was the star. I think I've seen all of them. Films. Yeah. Uh, let me just go into this. He was British American. Oh, here is Kevin McCarthy. Now, oh, let me see. Kevin McCarthy, we saw in Ghoulies 3 as Professor Ragnar. Love this guy. Yeah, oh, this guy, absolutely. What he's doing is calling up Don Amici and saying, look, I'm having my 65-year-old 65th birthday party, and you got to come. And he goes, well, my house won't be open by you for another month. He goes, no, I'm very insistent you will be there, and I've got a surprise for you. It's a friend from the past. So he's basically forced Don Amici to show now he's calling Bob Hope saying, remember me? I gave you a lot of work in the old days. He wants him to work security at his party for a really? thousand bucks. So so he invited the guy that that was put away by the guy that he hired for security. Exactly. 
it's his big plot to get two competitors together. He, he's got this whole art scam thing going on. You'll see. You'll see. Art scam. Art scam. Now, Bob Hope was over, he was British American. He was a vaudevillian actor, singer, dancer, over 80 years of career. He, he stopped in 98. He died at 100 years old. Crazy. Years old, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, Bing Crosby was his big partner. He hosted the Academy Awards 19 times. He wrote 14 books. Thanks uh -huh. for the Memories was his signature tune. He was a boxer in like 1910. I had one of his books. It was called I Owe Russia $1,200. Oh? Yeah. Um. He, over 57 times, he performed for our troops. They made him an, Congress made him an honorary veteran. And uh, he was one of the first people to use cue cards. I don't know. We all know him. We all know him. He's got a long and vulnerable, venerable career. Venerable. Yeah, sure. Well, we know him from, uh, again, we talk about generations, how we, how each generation knows somebody for something else. Yes. Uh, we watched how many of those TV specials of his from the 80s and yes. 90s and 1000s and 70s? So he was a long was NBC. Not... Yeah. No, he was a long NBC contract person. When he stopped doing his movies, you always still saw him on TV all the time, not just the Academy Awards. Now, this car isn't going to make it, but that's all he can afford. He's listening to himself on the radio going, ah, they don't make singers like they used oh, to. Oh, that's an old Bob Hope song? Yeah, and us yeah. as an audience are supposed to get the joke. Okay, now the uh, car's breaking down. Why don't you turn the sound up? There's Don Amici and his snooty chopper going to the party. And his Rolls Royce is being driven there for him. He, he recognizes Bob, right? Not not now. He looks down from the chopper, but he's looking at his own Rolls Royce. Oh, here comes the Spanish bit. Hola, hola. Uh, here's your bit. Sorry, I shouldn't have told you to turn up the sound until he's broken down by the side of the road. The Spanish now, bit. Kevin McCarthy, who is uh, Jonathan Heyer in this film, is revealing his plot to his shrink uh, that he's going to get these two rivals together because he wants a painting. You see, there's an underground market of paintings. You certainly know this, at least from myth, that there are stolen paintings. Sure. And they just disappeared for like 40 years. But the truth is, they're in some snooty asshole rich guy's private collection. And hang, that's, on I'm, hang on, Carl. I'm calling the Monument Men right now. Right, Monument know. Men, yes. Yeah. So he's got a plot to get an underground painting from a rival, from the Riddler, essentially, a Frank Gorshin, a rival. Oh, turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, here's that car. Mel Black at its finest. All right. I guess you just caught it. Be Johnny on the spot with the uh, sound because he's going to be doing a lot of gags. And we See, should, I, I caught the tail end. He said, the fine time to make espresso. Or yeah. something that he wanted to make espresso. So his Rolls Royce splashed him. Oh, this is straight out of trading places. Remember? Wow, look well, at that. Well, he was a rich like a guy client. like trading places, certainly. Maybe that's why he got the gig. 
Yeah. So we're going to a snooty, snooty, rich party, and that's going to be our environment of the whole film. It's hoity-toity rich people, and they're trading of stolen artwork. So they're partying at a family ther therapy center? <laughs> this is Ragnar's rich-ass house. Okay, now we know her from Never on Tuesday. Never on a Tuesday. Oh, right, right. She was one of the women they, they crashed into. No, or she, she was, was the woman they crashed into and had to spend the, uh, the weekend the, in the yeah. desert. Claudia Christian is her name. She's very flat in this uh, Carl. Film. Not her boobs, her acting. Oh, and okay. she was uh, Commander Susan Ivana on Babylon 5 and Captain Menard on Fox's 911. I don't know these films, but other people will, these sh TV shows. Babylon her father, 5. Babylon 5, you know, the uh, sci-fi, I want to be Star Trek ripoff. Oh, I thought it was for ripping off Babylon 4, personally. <laughs> it was one better. Um, her father has died, and her father was one of those super sneaky, got the stolen paintings guys. And so he's going to try, he's sort of manipulating an Earl in a way. She's... He's going to try to get a hold of those paintings by recommending his art dealer um, to do to purchase. She wants the paintings returned to their rightful owners, and Ragnar is like, "Okay, sure, I'll get my guy to yeah. you know." But really, he's going to get the stolen painting. Is his plan? Wow, she picked the worst person to help. Yep, that's right. She it was a good friend of her father's. And he's the executor of his estate. Playing through. Playing <laughs> through. This is how they snuck Jews into the country club. By helicopter. <laughs> they would chopper them in. Yeah. Uh, now, this guy we're seeing yeah. here driving the car. He's um, in the... F okay, let me just find his name here. Uh, Branson, Branson, and he's having an affair with the wife. Okay, I'll talk about him later. We are meeting, not Audrey Meadows, it is... We're in short. Wow, I really wish this stuff was at my fingertips, but I don't have a assistant. This, well, what, that's what's Jane her character? Meadows. And Jane Meadows is a gossip columnist. And she's there with all the snooty riches to get the gossip information. But she's the one who was married to um, uh, Steve Allen. Oh, cool. She was the sister of... Uh, she was the sister of um, Audrey Meadows, the famous actress and mem memorialist. Uh, the oh, wife... Is, <clears throat> was she in uh, Honeymooners? Audrey Meadows? I don't think so. I yeah, I guess you're probably right. Yeah. So Jane Meadows was the sister who kind of glommed on to her fame and she was nominated for three Emmy Awards during her career. She was a stage actress, film and television. She's her own person, but if it wasn't for Audrey, she she might not be known and she certainly might not have married Steve Allen. She's going to give us the dirt on all. Let's listen for a little bit. Okay. And turn the sound up. 
and married Maurice Peterson, a society doctor. Rumor is they're almost broke. Got into some trouble dealing in drugs and, oh, cost her a fortune to keep him out of jail. You know Pierre Rudin. I can't stand, can't that, stand that Riddler. Oh, the least liked man in Santa Vista, Rudin, is not his real name. This is like what's in the late Orson Welles movie. Okay, you can turn the sound off. I just wanted you to see that he's acting for our writer as the introduction to all the characters we're seeing. It's like an overheard conversation. It's like a Robert Altman film where the camera moves away from the people talking and they show and they show the individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy, and we're meeting our characters of the film. This um, movie has the Riddler and the Penguin. It does have the Penguin? Look at Kevin McCarthy. Doesn't he look like the Penguin? <laughs> okay. Yes, now that you mention it. Oh, my God. This is like the end-all party. To end. This is a, If I was going to do a masterpiece of murder, this uh -huh. is where I would do it. Now, in that trailer we saw... <laughs> They had a man hung. They had a hung man in the in the opening trailer for the Monday Night movie. Yeah, and we're gonna see that hung man. Now behind her there is Anita Morris, and she's the wife, and we know her from a lot of films. And also we have um uh I I hate myself when I'm not right on top of Uh, ah, fuck, it's all past now. Fuck it. All right, so um, basically what we're getting here is um, showing the contrast of the wealthy people versus Bob Hope's poor existence and how right. he's trying to fake it that he's a... But in real life, Bob Hope is, was like a cajillionaire. Yeah, he was. And it was earned. You know, he really had a very successful career. I there I actually read a biography of Hope. It was like a six hundred, seven hundred tome. And, There's a uh, lot of material. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a you know, he was a bit of a prick at times. Yeah, well, I'm sure that he got uh you know a a swell head. He one story had it that he would uh, his writers to pay his writers he would tease them and like hold up the paycheck. Mm. He would drop him down the staircase or something like that. What a douche. Yeah. Now, this is Anne Francis, who you might know from Forbidden Planet, the first color sci-fi movie with, with the, robot. the robot. Yeah. And she was also on the show called Honey West, in which she, like, challenged female stereotypes. She was, like, a perky blonde investigator, and she was witty, and, you know, she was well, a this, leading lady. This seems like a setback for her. Yes, it is, because her career kind of stepped back. Uh, people remember her from Forbidden Planet and that show, you know, Honey I don't West. know. Isn't Honey West an outhouse? Honey West. Um, she was quick with body slams, witty one-liners. The first weekly TV series featured a woman in the lead role that was named after her. I don't know about an outhouse, but. All right. Now they're rocking those suits. Yeah, Ragnar is like, "Thank you for coming to my party," you know. And of course, our hero is like, "You practically blackmailed me to be here." 
Oh, they haven't bumped into each other yet. Now, Riddler's like, hey, come on, let's have a drink. And he goes, no, I fucking hate you. He's like, why? He's Literally like, this. the only difference between you and me is I never went to jail, pal. Don Amici, love him. Now, okay, Frank Gorshin was in Hail Caesar, which we saw. Oh, right, the Michael Anthony Hall yeah. band. He had a rock band called Hail Caesar. And, and then we they performed at the end Skidoo, credits. As you pointed out. Um, he is also um, our Star Trek connection. He was in the original series. I don't know if you saw the episode, but there were aliens. One had a black side of his face. One had a white side of his was face. Was that him? That was him. Yeah, huh. Frank Gorshin. Yeah, he was adorable. I wanted to dunk him into my cappuccino. <laughs> uh, he was also in 12 Monkeys. He was really good in that. Oh, cool. Oh. And he was, of course, the Riddler. 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 But he had a big career ahead of that. He was um, an impressionist, and he did many guest spots on Ed Sullivan and Steve Allen. Uh, the Riddler was like a second career for him, being in movies and such. Again, we talk about generational. We never watched uh, Ed Sullivan, but the Batman right. reruns. We certainly know Batman and Star Trek and and right. Ghoulies Three. No, no, he that was that's not him. Sorry. No, that's Caesar and Skidoo. Oh, there's a cigarette butt in my drink. I often think of uh, the switcheroo when we say the word Skidoo. Switzkadoo. Okay, so now we're going to learn why he's brought them all together. Here's your thousand dollars. But I have someone for you to meet. Now we're gonna uh, have a bunch of back and forth. So when Don Amici comes in, let's turn up the sound. Yeah, go ahead. But it <laughs> Not me out of you, cat burglar. You're the Rolls Royce, I heard. I'm considering buying the company, if that's what you're referring to. Nice. Uh, imported, deported. <laughs> Are you still entering buildings? In Look the out. Uh, oh, Ragnar's loving it. Buildings. Well, I gotta admit, you look pretty nifty. Thank you, thank you. I uh, wish I could say the same about you, but I don't lie. Why not? I did. Oh, you're dressed better than your parole officer. They are now wearing no, my no, hair. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God. Now, is it over? I, no, no, no. I had enough. Listen, now, the key card man is killing. The reason he's called them here really is he's claiming that the Riddler, Frank Gorshin, stole one of his paintings. Now, he's showing his secret private collection right now, his secret art room. Right, with all the stolen artwork, and there's going to be a frame that's missing, and he's going to claim that Gorshin stole it. So what he wants them to do is when Gorshin is at his party, sneak over to Gorshin's house and steal it back, and he'll give you $50,000. Now, Cat Burglar doesn't need $50,000. No, like but to steal again. This is his big motivator. But they're like 75 years old, right? Yeah. God, it's so funny. Bob Hope. 
Yeah, him Bob and George Hope Burns. They, they kept entertaining. I guess Betty White. 83. Bob Hope is 83 in this film right now. Amici's much younger. Do you know, I, I know about Bob Hope. There's no subtitles for Bob Hope movies, but they do come with cue cards. Yeah, Bob Hope is one of the first people to use cue cards. Is that why you're bringing that up? Okay. Well, he he has to be cue carding. I mean, he he did it throughout all those TV shows, and he yeah. did for the movies too. Yeah. Oh, he did in the movies. I didn't know that. Well, he's ha- he's absolutely looking at cue cards now. There's no way he memorizes lines. Now the internet does not. I'm sorry. We were in the we were in the public art room. Now, oh, we're, now going we're going to the to private the vault. And Amici's like, let me try my old. <laughs> and so they're going to be impressed uh, when he gets. Let me try. It. Put my ear on it, right? And then click, click, I gingerly. Like, sounds like anybody could do it. Click, 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 click. Oops. He heard the tumbler. Register. Oh, second dial. Will you get on with it? Says Kevin McCarthy. Chit, chit, clink. There we go. And look how impressed Bob Hope is. Now, the internet hates this movie. The internet thinks this is a bad movie and that Bob Hope just walked through it. He delivered his lines flat. But I completely disagree with the internet. This is a TV movie. What do you expect? Look at this great cast. And if you've ever seen a Bob Hope movie, he always delivered his lines dry and flat and was always walking through the movie. This well, is no, classic Bob Hope. You said he's done, he started 42 movies throughout five decades, six decades. You watch those early movies from the 1930s. He is a motor mouth. He talks faster than anybody talks. And I don't know if this is a radio thing or if it's uh-huh. like a vaudevillian thing, but rat a tat 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 tat, you know. Right. And he had joke writers on the stage. They definitely did for the Road 2 movies, they had their own joke writers there. Pitching them jokes while they were doing it. While they were doing it. Wow. Yeah. He had a, so it was like he was associated with NBC, but I believe he switched to CBS uh-huh. for his last special. Like he said, he, he left and got a better deal. I didn't the, know that story. He also was with Paramount for a long time. They did all the road to movies and his, mm-hmm. my favorite brunette and, you know, my favorite spy or whatever. It was, it was. He was in 70 shorts and feature films. 54 of them he was the star. That is 54. a huge number. Now, I I watched, I've, I typed in Bob Hope on YouTube, and this came up, and <clears throat> I was going to do a movie I had seen before called Sorry, I Got Wrong Number. I, I Got the Wrong Number or something like gotcha. that. And it's with Phyllis Diller. Cool. Maybe we should do it. Maybe. It has my favorite scene. This woman, uh, Passed out of sleeping pills, and she's like, Phyllis Stiller goes to her purse going, you know, a woman who has sleeping pill has to have pep pills. And, and she does? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like my wife. Remember that joke? I did it in San Francisco. Barbiturants. Uh, Barbiturants. All right, never mind. <laughs> so now we're seeing the layout of the house, and we're getting the rundown. It's kind of dry. They, they are doing their back and forth. We hate each other stuff. Yeah, they're hanging out on the same side. Yeah, by the end of the film, 
they're not admitting it, but they're becoming fast friends and they're starting to admire each other for things, you know. And as, at the end of the film, they're like, partner, no way, I'm a solo, cre-, you know. But they're clearly gelling, you know. They can't be a TV movie where there's not a sequel prospect or a possibility <laughs> to be a TV, like suddenly it's a pilot. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved it. Like a Bob Hope TV, 83-year-old Bob Hope this week at Don Amici. Uh, yeah. They stop another the crime. Friends. Now, you've heard of a comedian who does something called a private, right? He's not at a comedy club. He's not a college. You know, he's at somebody's private party. And right. um, comedians loathe those gigs, apparently. I do I've never I've had done a few. Jamie Farr is going to be our comedian doing a private. So that's coming up. Oh, speaking of coming up. Oh, there's a big deal going on at Renault. Wow. Yeah. Up to 700 bucks. Today, that'd be like $2,400. Is it like an open container that they're driving the truck into one part of the uh semi and then driving out and everyone on the other end is like whoa another yeah. truck check out these great what's well, that a fucking truck this is a tv movie with the tv commercials this is a really good snapshot of tv at the time this is right. a pizza hut commercial oh i thought this was to go to italy right today they're making a father's Ooh. signature piece which would become so a classic here it is, oh, Dad. A, a Sicilian deep dish Chicago style. No. Oh no, it's a new Priazzo Verona. I don't know. Kleenex present summer. Am I right? They're doing a song. Put it up. It's the weirdest song. All right. All right. Fuck. Hang on a sec. Kleenex has been with you through the years. Kleenex <laughs> says, God bless you. That's the hook. Kleenex says, God bless you. See, that's weird. Oh, they dropped the God. Do you remember that time we were on that winter hayride and I was blowing my nose into a Kleenex? Remember that time I was blowing my nose into a Kleenex like five minutes ago? Oh. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Clorox 2 is for colors. Oh, no. You'd be surprised what it does. I got to clean my needles. You should try Clorox 2. No, no. Clorox 2 is for needles. Why would you, you have bleach on the counter? Bleach will go into your... How much bleach do you need that you have to have it on your counter? <laughs> I was a good boy today. I didn't shit my pants. We now return to Bob Hope. Shitting his pants. But you don't see that. That's off screen. Okay, Jamie Farr is going to do his... Um, uh, oh, by the way, this is Joseph Del... No, it's not. Oh, I hate myself. Don't worry about it, man. Take your time. I'm just chilling out of okay, Jonathan's This is Stella party. Stevens, who... Nope, it's gone. She's passed. I suck. I suck! Now, we know Stella Stevens from Nutty Professor, yes. and I wish I could remember that. We watched the uh, Las Vegas high school Yeah, Las Vegas her. lady. She was a particular Las Vegas lady. It was a really bad film that had I a like great that ending. Yeah, the ending was great, and I like them cl- climbing up the building. That was cool. yes, so scary. There she oh, is. There is Stella. 
Girls, 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 Nutty Professor, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, the movie. Yeah. Uh, Poseidon oh, the movie. Adventure, lots of TV. Bonanza, Magnum P.I., you know, lots and lots of TV. And she was Playmate of the Month in 1960. Yeah. Stella Stevens is great. Nutty Professor is really funny. She's really funny in it. She is I said that before. in this film. She's just flat and terrible. Well, you knew things were amiss when she came on and said, oh, Captain Stubing, I'm so excited for our trip. <laughs> That's perfectly right. She was yeah. absolutely in that kind of TV. Um, well, she was the maybe... voice of Hera on Netflix series Blood of Zeus. She was the voice of Helga Sinclair in Atlantis, the Lost Empire. She has a career today, but it's voiceover stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, you know... Okay, she know he knows that the wife is cheating with Branson, the butler we saw. So therefore, they're gonna get a divorce, and they're they're fighting. Oh, they're gonna make a scene huh, at the birthday party. Yep. Now this is the Arab sheik that we saw in Blaze in uh, Modesty Blaze. Uh, okay. Remember, he was fourth choice to be cast. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh man, yeah. he, he looks good. He looks yeah, good. he doesn't look very uh, Arab here at all, does he? Well, speaking of Arab and Sheik, we saw a movie with Jamie Farr playing a Sheik. It was called Speed Zone. Right. He was the winner of the previous Cannibal Run. There Cannibal he is. Okay. Three was his was the movie. Yeah, you don't have a mic, proper mic. You got to go in the middle That's of the right. floor. It's all about the host. Go ahead, listen to him. He's doing the private. Bob Hope is like writing down the jokes. Okay, so Bob and Donna Michi are sneaking out, but guess who sees them? Stella Stevens. She is a painting insurance investigator. Oh, she's a PI. Yep, for stolen goods. Oh, PII. Yeah, man, that's that's insurance. A PII. Oh, now look. So we shouldn't have called first. It's good for you to leave the volume up. Maybe not just yet, but there's going to be lots of quips. I'll tell you when. Okay, sure, of course. That's Don Amici's escape route. Go, let, open window. Let's hope there's no emergencies. Will that stage hand stop pushing down the window? <laughs> Get the fan blowing. So they're sneaking into the vault. And there will be traps, but he's a cat burglar. He's no dummy. He knows oh, he what's knows. up. He has talcum powder. He's going to spritz. Right. And then, oh, really? And there'll be no, lasers? No, but it's that kind of thing. That's the only way you can detect lasers is by throwing, like, powder. The Okay, turn it up. Let's leave it up for a while. You'll hear all the quips. No. No. Oh, it must be the same. Oh, it is the same lot. Now watch. Leave oh, it Charlie up. Fox. Don't do stick. Wait. No time for stick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
I, I can't do anymore. Well, I'll, I'll... Now look, he just happens to have these important glasses as a, why would he have that? His to check lasers. Long over. I figured he would use the talcum powder, but no. Do, 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 do. Now this they turned into in the promo, him breakdancing. It really wasn't breakdancing. Oh God, the breakdancing. Now Bob Hope at 83 years old has to do, that's not a stunt man, that's Bob. I guess the quips are over. I know you don't like to leave the sound up for long, but throughout the film, I'll just tell the audience, I do recommend watching this film on your own because he, it, Bob Hope is funny. The internet is wrong. The internet is wrong. Delivering it dry. Okay, that's now, that's what we wanted to spend two hours today to tell you. The internet is wrong. Now, the, the riddle, the riddler will creep on a woman. So he, you know, now he's got to go change his clothes. Fortunately, there's Clorox too on the counter. On the <laughs> that's <laughs> right. It's great on whites. Oh, are you sure? Because I know it's good with the colored clothes. Oh, yes, but you would not believe what it can do for whites. Okay, so now Frank Gorshin must go home and change his shirt oh, or no. his jacket. So, therefore, our heroes will be in peril. Look at this. He's got a little place he could sit and drink champagne. That's right, as he looks at his art. Exactly right. It's a little creepy. A window would be nice. Now, what they're going to notice is... Some of the same paintings that were in Ragnar's collection are here. Now, how is that possible? There's only one painting. Well, how can you have the same? Hang on, let me figure this out. One is real and one is fake? Correct. There are ah. forgeries. So what this Claude Ravel would do is he would get the painting, his his boyfriend they're 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 sort of like married but you don't say it because it's 1986 was a art forgery guy so people would hear the painting was stolen and he'd say do you want to buy it do you want to buy it do you want to buy it to all like all like four or five people and he would sell the fakes yeah well you you have to what's it you fence it you fence exactly the art right a fence okay so Frank is home. There's something up with the window, which doesn't make sense because it's shut. Well, maybe so the window knows were something's going on. So the curtain was closed, right? What? Maybe the curtains were closed and now they're open. Maybe. Because the window is closed, so that's not the fucking problem. Yeah, that's right. That's what I don't get in the plot. He was having trouble. If he left it open, Frank Gorshin would be like, why is my window open? So they hear that he's in the house. So they're sneaking around, sneaking out. Oh, more Jamie Farr. Oh, yeah, hang on. Sorry. Oh, we kind of missed it. Okay, they're hiding the stolen painting in a bedroom uh, post, bed post. In you what see how they're even starting to become friends now? They're, oh! Insurance investigator lady. She knows she saw this. 
they they took the painting. They left Gorshin's house. They went back to McCarthy's house, put it in a bedpost, and now it'll get stolen from the Steelers. Mr. Farr, your routine has been cutting me far too long. <laughs> so now, probably, you know, like Jamie Farr will get in his car, start driving home, going, that was a hell. You know, it's a private. Yeah, but right. Well, he got like three grand. Uh huh. And he probably got to eat. He had some of that cake and got out of there. You know, in Hudson Hawk, the the Bruce Willis movie, him and Danny Aiello steal a, a painting by mm-hmm. using a song, by singing a song. Because it for was the timed lake. right. Yeah. Three minutes, 23 seconds. But now, here look, they use... They where use James... is Ragnar? He was... Go ahead, tell me. Oh, no, no, no. Ragnar's dead? Well, okay. This is an important part of the plot. He's late. Why isn't he showing up to give us our $50,000? He is dead. <gasps> Well, a masterpiece of murder. Murder. And the masterpieces are... But there was forgeries involved here. Okay, so they stole it, and they used Jamie Farr's uh, monologue act right, to time to themselves. Track. Yeah, because it was six minutes and 24 seconds. Uh-oh. Now, oh, Branson walks in and discovers the body. Oh, you know, Mike, at Wendy's, it's different. I mean, oh, there's I can't wait to stops. That uh, this is the local. It stops under the heating bin. It stops under the, you know, <laughs> not at Wendy's. At Wendy's, you have the Express. It's just the Express. Because they're, Get it? Well, I like the, I kind of want the Gumby Burger. You know, when it's cold outside, Wendy's it's really cold really out. warm you up. Oh, Wendy's chilly. Wendy's is up. Is there one for the baked potato? You see this actor? I know his face. Michael Shannon? Is that his name? Uh, he played a killer, didn't he? I don't know. Well, anyway, listen. I you know, New Cascade is great because other leading brands—they just leave like that. That chalky. Well, Cascade has a sheeting action, and it's even on the energy saver. Wow, you know, I have my dishwasher uh, tricked out to look like a box of it. Bad checkup, mom. You know, you don't—you never want to hear that, but it can happen. That's why you need to use Crest. Oh, you got to cut down on sweets. Oh, cut down on sweets. You're telling me now in 86 to cut down? Oh, and you use Aquafresh. Oh, Crest. Crest only has five letters. Aquafresh has many letters. <laughs> Crest is one of the fluoride-leading toothpaste because dentists use it themselves. They don't want a bad checkup either, you know. I asked my doctor, how can I reduce cavities? And he gave me a checklist with one bullet point. It said, cut down on sweets. <laughs> this is raise your hands if you're sure. Oh, yeah. Sell, sell. You got no sweat stains because you're sure. Yeah. <laughs> raise your hands. Oh, even the astronaut has sure. It's too many people. <laughs> Lady Liberty has got her hand up. Yeah, she did not endorse this product. NBC, Monday night at the movies. No, but we'll be back in a minute. We'll be back in a minute. More commercial. Wait, Monday night at the movies? Oh, hey, all new Highway to Heaven. There's Barney Miller. He's got AIDS. 
Mark Harmon. That's a famous episode. All right. Look at this little chic car. The sales marathon. Wait a minute. So this is the tri-state area taping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is New York. As a matter of fact, we're going to hear stories about uh, Donald Manis. Do you remember those stories back in the 80s? He was the Queensboro borough president. Here's Scott Scarborough. Chuck Scarborough. Yeah. This is NBC. This is Channel 4. Okay. We grew up with in Montclair. Wow. Monday Night at the Movies has resumed. Oh, my time is all messed up on my clock because I'm on Monday night without the movies. And now you're in, okay, they're taking uh, the body out, and this yeah. is our detective. His name is. How many is, people are in this room that. Uh, people at they, the party. They're all suspects. No, no, but the body, they found the body, and it was just those two. And then when the by the time they wheeled out the body, 15 people came into the room where there was a dead body and sat <laughs> down. Yeah, the dead body coming out of the room is really just for drama. We're really going to learn. You can listen. It's um, this guy was in uh, Death Wish. He was the son of Charles Bronson in Death Wish. Oh, hey, I know Modesty Blaze. I shouldn't be here. (laughs) Oh, you mean this Modesty Blaze pulls out an illustration? Yeah. Okay, so turn up the sound really meant that he's going to now investigate our characters. Not just a side. Uh, also. Loud mouth. Steve Allen must have hated being married to her. You know, Steve. Must have been a pain in the ass. Oh, Carl, I just got it. It's an art heist. It's an art and master. Masterpiece. You use the word for masterpiece for art, for paintings. Yes, and that's the murder. You got masterpiece murders. Oh. Hey, I thought we were watching Masturbator or Murder. <laughs> so he goes, listen, I want you to come over to my house and talk to me. There's several thousand dollars in it for you. Okay, you're not going anywhere without me. I'll be right over. Keep the second story window unlocked. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, here at NBC. Oh, I was talking to Freddie Silverman. Look at Vancouver. This is in L.A. Now, Bob Hope must drive the Rolls Royce because Don Amici doesn't even remember how to drive. He's so richety rich. Wow, so Bob Hope has gone from a jalopy to a Rolls Royce. Yeah, and he's going to be, I could get used to this. Oh, it's very pretty, uh, Toronto, uh, or te- uh, Vancouver. British Vancouver, Columbia. not Los Angeles. Oh, it's not LA. Now, who oh, is careful. leaving but the art dealer, um, Cl- Clive Raval? who we just st- saw in Modesty Blaze. By the way, he's also a Star Trek connection. He was in The Next Generation. But 
He was voicing the emperor in the original theatric version of The Empire Strikes Back, 1980. Does that sound right? He was the emperor. Oh, emperor was a different character than Darth, right? In in The Empire Strikes Back, yeah. he was at the end when it, uh, oh, when he was the like, spooky guy. He was like the Ghostbuster guy at the end, the spooky right. ghost. Yeah. And he, Vincent Fonts, I mean, Clive Ravel did the voice. Interesting. I guess he had a good voice. Is this Higgins from Magnum PI, or do I think every guy with a mustache? No, is this is Frank Gorshin. This is oh, it's Gorshin again. Sorry. This is a Star Trek connection. Shame on you. And um, okay. Now he's going to reveal that that there was a painting he had, and it was stolen. Now we know who stole it, but we're going to find out that um, Professor Ragnar lied. It wasn't that it was stolen from him. He tricked those guys into going and stealing it from the Riddler. Interesting. Oh, so are they going to go back into there and like, head simple. We'll just go to the bedpost, remove the painting, right. go, break into the house. $50,000 for returning a painting that they stole. But he knows they stole. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. You should have hired me, too. And it was great to be Mr. Dolan, but you were missing in that party. Aha! Uh-huh. I'm not into far. Yeah, I'm not into far. I want my painting back. I don't care that you stole it. A hundred thousand dollars. Wow. A hundred grand. I'll be right back. A hundred thousand. I never knew there was so much money in stealing things that were already stolen. Yeah, he's still driving the Bentley, uh, the Rolls. Yep, that's right. You know the steering wheels on the uh, uh, compartment side? Yeah, it's on the English side. Which is crazy because when I go for my revolver in the glove compartment, I hit the the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's all excited to get a hundred grand. All they got to do is take oh, this. Yeah. What painting? Wait Holy a shit! Oh, there's a camera down there. Oh, someone got paid for that. But somebody's locket. Wait a minute, how deep is this post? And why would you put a valuable painting, roll it up, and put it in a bedpost? It's a good place to hide it. No, it's a ridiculous place to hide it. Okay. Why'd you fold it? Look, Don Amici's so smart, he's got a hanger and some chewing gum. It looks like silly putty. Yeah. And we're just fucking a hanger. He, yeah. has, a, he has a wire hanger? No, oh, well, he's in a bedroom. In Bob Hope's apartment. Now they know who it is. This is Stella Stevens. She left a calling card. Right. Murder, she wrote, Magnum P.I., Love Boat, Heart to Heart, New Heart. You know, she was all over TV. Highlander, the series. Wasn't Uh, she, like, as a personality, like uh, Stella Stevens, either was a game show or talk show host? I know Bob Hope Hope used to crash the Carson show, and Carson hated him. Oh, Bob Hope used to crash the Carson show and Carson hated him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They all shot in the same lot. So it would be like, I just came by. I mean, they would announce it, you know, they would let him know it wasn't like a crash, but. And so he would roll his eyes. Holy shit. Somebody. Somebody has beat the shit out of them and is running away. So they suspect that he's got the painting. 
Oh yeah. Uh, no, she, she, she stole. He stole the painting. Please. Uh, uh, with her. Oh, I thought I thought I had ketchup on this side. Here are you. Now look how long it took the bad guys to actually drive so away. Correct. They were able to go inside, investigate. They got my painting. Absolutely run back right. out, and they were waiting for them. We watched the car back out. The bad guys backed out. We watched the good guys run in. We watched her say, ah, I went that way. Now we just saw Gone in 60 Seconds trilogy. You don't race a Rolls Royce in a car chase. Where does a TV movie get away with that? Because this Rolls Royce will be destroyed if there is a car chase. That's a lot of budget right there. Yeah, I guess so. Well, they, they also had to mount the camera on the side of that car. That is true, too. Our director here, uh, his name is Charles Dubin, and he was television. That's what this is, television. It makes sense. Um, the Virginian, Hawaii 5.0, MASH, Matlock, Rockford Files, Kojak. This guy did more episodes of MASH than anyone else as a director. Wow. Yeah, and um, I it don't know. It's a laugh track. And <laughs> then there's no laugh track. Uh, he started his career, he wanted to be an opera singer, but he quickly became a uh, a director. 39 years in television. He died at 92. Um, I don't know, he's worth his salt. But the producer is more interesting. The producer is also the writer. His name is Andrew J. Fanati. He's one of the writers, but he wrote the man with Bogart's face. Wow, I feel like we've gone full circle. I love that yeah. movie. There's a lot of LWAFL MOIT in this. Now look, Don Amici's got a scratch on his Rolls Royce. He's gonna be pissed. <laughs> you boob. What a kind of scratch. What did he hit? Like a oil can? Now, as we see the Rolls Royce over and over in this film, sometimes it'll be scratched and sometimes it won't be. That's a continuity error that the internet points out. There was some story with uh, the second season of Miami Vice. They had used, you know, like when the cops had a Lamborghini or whatever the car was, but it was actually a souped up other car that they put oh. like, shit on. So the original car manufacturer provided their car for the second uh -huh. season instead of having this bastardized. Instead of having version. a crap car? Interesting. Yeah. Well, the car was deeply associated with the show, so. Okay, so now the stolen painting that was stolen, that was, was stolen, stolen, is been stolen. So they're they're getting together, the three of them, to work together to find the missing painting. I can't wait to watch this week after week. Yeah, this is yeah. our pilot. It's Stella Bellamy and Bob. And Bob Hope's doing his funny, funny, funny stuff. Now, one problem about television, no, uh, I... I'm going to toot my own horn, but okay. we used to do bad movie night at the dark room. So for 10 years in San Francisco, every Sunday, uh, three people with a mic would, would heckle a movie and they were picked. And I could tell you for a fact, television does not fit that format. It does uh -huh. not fit the mystery science theater esque format because okay. movies, you know, they want you to pay money to see an experience, right. And then get into it. And sometimes it falls short and that's the fun of it. Yeah. But with television, it really doesn't matter if it's good or bad, as long as you keep watching it. 
It's always falling short any old way because it's right. not the same. I mean, our show is endemic of this, but it's like sitting on the couch and making fun of how everything is bad and we're smarter. Yeah, we're watching this hour after hour doing the same, like the boob tube. We yeah. are the boobs. We are the boob. So it's hard to riff on a TV movie because they know they're bad. It doesn't have to be good. Right. You know, it doesn't because you're just watching for free. That's right. Weird. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's say, let's say you subscribe to a, a streaming service that wants your eyeballs on this show. If the movie's two and a half hours and 30 minutes could have easily been cut. Hey, that's 30 more minutes you watched on there. That's right. Now we're having more investigation and more. Go ahead. Let's leave it up this time. Okay. God, it's like a brick. Yeah, that's a Sony Walkman. Rewinding. Testing. One, two. Testing. Ragnar, Professor Ragnar. Professor Ragnar. Dad, give him the old Connoroo. He's a dick. Now Bob Hope's going to see some funny stuff here. That was a golf joke in there. It's so embarrassing for the ex-wife. Not ex-wife yet. Even on the audio tape, the actors are reading cue cards. <laughs> All right, a card. Bronson is the guy she's cheating with right there. We know him from Little Abner. That's all he's really done. We know him from Little Abner? Yeah, he was in Little Abner, and that's really his claim to fame. This other weird thing is he was the editor for uh, Edward Scissorhands. Isn't that a weird credit? Well, maybe, you know, he just, uh, yeah, it is a weird credit. It's ironic because Edward Scissorhands is a, he's a Editing temporary bushes. Okay. I guess that's ironic. Well, you're an editor. You cut and spice the film. Yeah. And so it's for Edward Scissorhands who cuts bushes. I don't see them. So, okay. Well, you know, Harvey Weinstein, I read a book about Miramax. This is before any allegation really went public. Right. The oh, yeah. Thing. Protect yourself. Yeah. You don't want to get canceled. No, no. This was like a book called Miramax, but it was published in the 90s. So it was like nothing. There was no mention of any allegation. And one thing they did allegate is that he would always cut movies to the point where they would call him Harvey Scissorhands. Oh. <laughs> that was the worst thing. So uh, now I see your parallel. He was, he did, did he play Lil Abner? Yeah, he played little Abner, and that's his real claim to fame. And that's, that's like as best as okay. Um, he died in September twenty twenty one. Best known for his portrayal of little Abner on Broadway and in film. Edward Scissorhand, editor. He died a day after his ninetieth birthday. That's all I got wow. on him. The, the understand that little Abner is a musical version of the comic strip. Yeah. Look at his cigarette. He will smoke a cigarette in nineteen eighty six. Well, you would do this kind of weird passive aggressive, like no smoking sign next to the D A R E. Dare your dare drugs are awful, really evil. Yeah, you've talked about that before. How they always have that in TV shows, but in this show, he's 
I don't say he smokes like a chimney, but there's four or five scenes in which he's smoking a cigarette. He's he's playing an architect. An ar- he's playing an architecture. Uh, ar- uh, architect. A detective. What do you mean an architect? I was gonna say an architect. Archetype. Oh, an archetype. Yeah, he's the he's the uh, grittier than nails, nail biting detective. Right. Right. Chain smoking. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now he's like. You know how close you were to Jonathan, especially after your father's death. Listen how Riddler's listening. No so problem, he's Odyssey. going to be the art dealer that Kevin McCarthy recommended. You know, it's too bad he's not in this film anymore. He's really good, uh, Kevin McCarthy. He was no, like, he's great. I mean, I've seen television and film portrayals. He was the star of Invasion of the Body Snatchers in '56. That's why he became big. That's a good movie. You might know him from the Twilight Zone movie. That's when I first noticed him. Like you were talking about, second generation. How many Adam Sandler movies was he in? Oh, Dramatization, Dramatization. Wow. Yeah, this is about Woolite. I don't know why they need to say it's a dramatization. Oh, Woolite. Well, because it probably isn't soft. I'm sure they didn't watch what she's wearing in Woolite. So it's a dramatization that it works. Right. Now they're going to fucking bone. All right, all this talk about Woolite is fucking raging me. Trust Woolite. Tonight's the big game. You got to fuel them up. Uh-huh. Look at that. All those hearty ingredients. Part of this nutritious dinner. No preservatives. Milk and let. Uh, please add milk and salad. Oh, are they going to say it's uh, tamper-proof? It's no. It's 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 got a coating. So take three, Anison three. It's not like Tylenol with its bullshit. It's, it's like three dash one. Oh, this car's on the spectrum. Carl. Now I thought it was John Ritter in this commercial, and it's not. It's a Ritter like. Right. It's Ritter, a Ritter, Ritter like. Look-alike. <coughs> Price. He's probably, a, he's probably technology. A Style. Spectrum. Wow. Look at it. They juggle it. Neat as you roll up your sleeves, get a narrow tie, start in front of a neon sign, and juggle. Now, this is about cheese. Do you remember in the eighties, like you gotta eat cheese? It was part of it was part of the cheese wheel, the food wheel. They would do things like this back in the eighties, like promote just coffee, be part of the coffee generation. Promote just cheese. It was like uh right the National Dairy Board. Yeah, too. they would invest money. Giggle giggle. National Coffee Board presents. Wow, this looks this good. Another movie, a TV movie that they yeah, spent a lot of money on. Yeah, I mean it's in there. Is this a TV event or like a miniseries? No, it's a TV event. It's a movie. Yeah, it's so so weird. Like streaming services doing their original movies. I never uh, Peter the Great. Huh, I heard he's Russian. pretty great. There we go. The nice little TV uh, intro. We're back at Richie Richland. 
with his bow tie. It's country club. Who has a house with a golf course? I mean, oh no, he could have like a land, like you know how there's like private gated golf communities. Yeah, that's where he might be. He might be living behind the eighth hole. His his uh, window must get shattered every now and again. Four, four, playing through. The fuck you doing in my living room? The Riddler's like, I want to buy the paintings. Everybody does. And he goes, well, you got to go talk to the Modesty Blaze guy. And he goes, oh, okay. She is horrible in this film. She brings nothing to it. She's got no spark. He was never on a Tuesday. She was pretty good. I don't know. Like, Frank, he's just like laying there. I mean... I shouldn't complain. There's a, you know, there's everyone else there. You know, I shouldn't say uh-huh. he looks like he's just given up because, uh, you know, he is doing his part in this he's film. Doing his part, uh, yeah. Maybe we need to hear it with the sound. Lola, are you gonna miss the little old homestay? <laughs> Needling. Oh, she must have been a terror to be married to. Poor Steve Allen. I wish she'd turn up dead. Ooh, is he going to turn up dead or what? No. Who's the next person? Is only one murder masterpiece? There's only one murder, even though it's plural. It's only a single murder. Well, now, no, this, this movie is called a, a Masterpiece of Murder, right? Yeah, it should be Masterpiece of Murder. Oh, yeah, it's not plural. Yeah. Um, Wait, 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 wait. Master- yeah, you're right. It's not plural. Now, do you know Anita Morris, who she's always the sexy, sexy woman. No, you know. All right. Never from, from Barney Miller? No. Is she the one who was drinking? She's the soon-to-be ex-wife, but he's died, so she's right. not the ex-wife. But when she's back on, we'll see her. She's the murderer, is what you're saying. Here's, no. Here's some quips. Here's some quips. All right. Oh, well, the quips. Oh, I thought you were going to quote it. Quip. I was waiting for some quips. Come on, Bob. My turn. My turn. Bob Hope. I got a dispatch. Stand by. Sooner or later, everybody ends up with it. First, we have to attend to something infinitely more important. (laughs) What could that be? Yeah. Yeah, What's more important than collecting my money? My lunch. Now we have Vancouver Richie Rich pretending to be LA. Right. It could be the marina. Now turn it up because they start being friends a little bit. Leave it up. How did you learn French? Oh, you remember Raquel Latour? We spent quite a bit of time together. Great teacher. I learned a little French from her too. (laughs) Oh, this is so painful. At the risk of being gauche, I looked it up. (laughs) Well, earlier he goes, don't be gauche. Like and Bob, Bob Hope had to look it up. Franchise. After you nail me, you set me up. I spent a lot of time in the prison library. To make a fortune stealing books, I made a fortune from reading. I started off with two books. Now we learn that even though Bob Hope sent him up the river, it was beneficial because he oh, got right. to be a rich person by learning about stocks and real estate. I, the first book was the Bible. It was really good, and I devoted my life to Christ. The second book was another Bible, and it was really good. I, I was born again. The next day, the third book was the Bible, and I, I, I've i discovered Christ again. And then by the fourth book, I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I think I'm going to watch television. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm done reading. 
You know, I read the Bible in one day using speed reading, and it's really good, especially at the end with that guy. <laughs> uh, well, I, so this, we have to admit the joke writing is high quality, right? The one thing about pop-up jokes is they're well-written. They're not funny at times. Come but, on, come on. Now, look, he's doing, up. he's doing his job listen, I'll here. tell you. Listen, I'll tell you. It's crazy out there. Oh, it's crazy. Carl. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season? <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, okay. In this movie. All right. All right. All right. Uh, no, he made movie, me laugh. He made me laugh in this film. No, but I'm saying the, the banter, the way the jokes snap is the way jokes should be written, right? I mean, just Dan Hiata. Okay. Now we are meeting a key player in our third act. Okay. Um, he is the... Serge like husband of um uh let me see okay joseph de la sorte okay joseph de la sorte he's born in yonkers new york he was in the godfather part two as michael's button man uncredited he was in toma and airwolf uh i don't know but in our plot he will be a a, a heavy i think i recognize him from godfather too carl yeah, he was Michael's henchman number two uncredited. Where my kids play, you. Yeah. Where my no, not my you, the other guy. Sleep. Where I sleep. I Give almost my died henchman. myself, Michael. Well, get a henchman to do it. You, no, not you, the second one. <laughs> uh, yes, sir, Mister Coyote. No, I don't say anything. Overhearing. Okay, basically, what we're learning is. I got him. I got to sell my father's art. I know you're the guy for it, but more importantly, I want these stolen paintings returned. Now, the thing is, if the stolen paintings get returned, it exposes. Um, uh, uh, hate myself. Hate myself. Well, fuck it. It exposes our art dealer who was in Modesty Blaze because he's been selling the forgeries. So if the originals show back up, everyone will know he robbed them of millions of dollars. So the last thing he wants to do is return those paintings. So it's very lucky that she has fallen into his lap because right. he can get to manipulate things. And Why would you have like an abandoned farmhouse filled with art? Now they're in the room staring at it and staring at the originals and the husband is going to blackmail the other husband. Let's listen. Okay. <laughs> you got a, you're a snob. Oh, the door's unlocked. They're lightly gay. I like the way the film did it, in which it doesn't make it a big deal that they're homosexual. But at the same time, because it's 86, they don't even say it. Yeah, right. It's just a quirk, I guess. Turn it back up, you. I want you to put a million dollars a million dollars. 
Did you say Swiss cheese? Because cheese is an important part. It's got calcium and nutrients. Wouldn't I? Okay, it's enough. Now you just see that he's putting the squeeze on the husband saying, I want a million dollars or I'm going public about these forgeries and everything. Okay, so that's important to our plot. Uh Uh-oh, gloves. That's not good, Carl. Yeah. Now, we don't know what's going on here, and they're walking in with just seeing the feet. But in two seconds, we're going to 100% know what's going on, so I don't get it. This is Bronson, and he knows where $10,000 in cash is hidden from Ragnar. So he's bringing it to his lover, the soon-to-be ex-wife, who can't be an ex-wife because she's dead. She is? I mean, he is dead. Excuse me. The widower. Now, this is Anita Morris, and she was in um, Ruthless People. That's what made her super big. She had always been in film. She was in The Happy Hooker, uh, 18 Again, uh, Absolute Beginners with David Bowie. Yeah, that's a great movie. I saw that. He's got his gun. You know who directed that? It was Julian Temple. Ah, you love Julian Temple. Yeah, he did that Mick Jagger movie we saw. Love? She's the boss. She's She's the the boss. (laughs) Run it out of luck. Oh, Richard Simmons. This is Richard Simmons' mother. No. No. Oh, is this like the American Express where they have to show the celebrity name? and then No, they don't even say his name at all. You just know his face. She's saying Visa gets rewards, but do I get a vacation? No, I get an exercise machine. It is. See, Richard Simmons. Yeah. I got to write that down. Five, four, two, four. Oh, is this two? A two. They're sneezing on cheese slices. (laughs) Oh, wow. So this is not even a Kleenex commercial. This is for Triomedic. That, you know. You might have multiple. Okay, turn it up. You may have a, but not a, or a, but not a, or even a, but no sign. That's why I'm in a cabinet. That's some comedian who got his big break. I'm in a commercial now. Try a medic. You know, that's what it like. It's either over counter medication or just try a medic. Yeah, you could just try a medic if there's one available. You don't have to go to CVS and buy some cough syrup. Wow, the America's 20% off, 70% off. This is about flights. Uh, there's $30 flights cross-country? In $86. Oh, yeah. Oh, at least the airline is still around. Something special in the air. It's oh, called the coronavirus. Lobster. Red Lobster, I, it's interesting what's still around and what's not, you know? For 40 years, they've been harvesting the sea to provide you the finest of the overstuffed crab and cod. <laughs> yeah. and, and those great rolls. Yeah. Not, not advertised. They never show the rolls. 
That's right. You just, you just have to know that when you go there, there's obnoxious with the rolls, especially the cheese break baked in ones. Hey, now, you know, we'll be right back after these more messages. All right, let me know when the news comes. I want to hear. Oh. Now, this is in. I've seen this. This is his fourth anniversary. That's how old this is. I've seen this one. So, ladies and gentlemen, please return your living room to its original upright and locked position. Join us for our fourth anniversary show. Thank you so much. Yeah, he had Terry Scar take a shower on the plane. Occupied. Oh, the news died. Yeah, here's the news. Now, look. Muammar Gaddafi. American warships are moving closer to the entrance of the Gulf of Sindra, closer to what Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi calls the line, line of yeah. yes. fentanyl. Don't snort it. American and other tourists of Haiti have been pulling out as demonstrations against President Trump. That's what she said. Government forces fired in the air to disperse thousands of protesters. Now, this is really creepy. This is the challenger. They're not flying today because there was bad weather and a, uh, was a hatch bolt they needed to fuck with. That lady we just saw is about two days from death. Well, that just grounded me totally where I was. Seven people have died in northern states' horrible winters. And that's our news. Yeah. Now, that's... you can save a year's worth of interest. And the Volkswagen GTI, it's worth the money, Michael. Huh. Well, I have until February 28th, 1986. Oh, there was smoke in the cockpit. They had to turn back to Miami. Emergency landing. This is when the news break had a commercial in between it? There would be bumps and bruises when they slid down the emergency <laughs> landing. Oh! Nixon's got the flu. Nixon's oh, he's still the alive. He's in the hospital, but he's going to be fine. He's fine. He's not dead yet. Now, they kicked out Ooh. the American Cup, the French team, because it was called French Kiss, which was a photographic company that I worked for, Kodak Imaging Services. Wait a minute. What's the French Kiss? What, what did your company a, do? The sponsor of their... Um, it was the sponsor of, okay, here is the worst advertisement for New Jersey ever. Yeah, it looks terrible. Look, people eat like savages in New Jersey. The well, those are sucks. the bad guys. Those are the English. Oh. And we're the good guys. Oh, look at the, the commute is terrible in New the Jersey. Hessians. The boat, you have to like, it's snowing and then. So the guy fucking... is saying, come to New Jersey and celebrate our heritage. Walk on a trail in the middle of nowhere. Stay, you'll wish you were in upstate New York, but you're not. Come see now, this the... is the famous K car. Why? What, how's it famous? Uh, there was that bare naked ladies commercial if uh, song. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a K car. A nice, oh. reliant automobile. I don't know. K-Car. It's a proud sponsor of the Statue of Liberty. Hey, Sue Simmons. Yeah, and she's saying, Queensboro President Donald Mann is charged with receiving bribes in exchange for oh. city contacts. Yeah, that's what I wanted. But the, the Sally Ride stuff threw me off. Yeah. She, um, that wasn't her name. It was Christine McAuliffe. Oh, right. And uh, she, that was really creepy because she was two days away from death. I mean... 
the having bad weather and then having a second day with this hatch bolt having trouble gave them two more days of life. No matter what, that O-ring was going to crack and they were going to blow up. Oh, so you're saying that that weather gave her another day? Yeah, two days. Two days. The whole crew lived another two days because... Is that weird? That's in between a Bob Hope movie where he's 86 and still has... 83. Know, 83, but he still has 10 more years. He uh, no, will 17. die at 100. So he's yeah. got 14 full years. Well, okay. I remember with George Burns, too. and Let's listen. Let's listen. You're not taking this No. If you're going to turn it off quick, then listen in a second, because Bob Hope's got some great stuff right now. But neither Bronson nor I had anything to do with his death, I swear. You were just helping tidy up the estate. I'm serious. So we're stealing $10,000. I had it coming. The service is rendered. Jonathan said it himself. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I didn't hear him say it. Lieutenant. Uh, now watch, check this out. We have Bonnie and Clyde here. Why don't you give them a break? What? You're with homicide, right? No. So in the first place, this is theft. In the second place, maybe she did have it coming. In the third place, we got the money back. And in the fourth place, it'll take all night to book them. In the fifth <sighs> place, who's going to prefer to And in the sixth place, they're not going anywhere, so why don't you sleep on it? And in the seventh place, you're the one who called me in the first place. This isn't entertaining to you. This you sighed and you exasperated. You, it's a game of tag. You each comic is gonna have to tag. And then in the seventh day, uh, in the first place, and then I'm waiting well, for Hope to go. Enjoy this film because this film is replete with that kind of crap. It's classic Bob Hope. It's perfect yeah. that this is his last film. The only thing bad about it, it wasn't on the screen. It was on TV, but. This is an appropriate last movie for him. He sticks with his formula, and the internet's wrong that he was flat. He was yeah, always you, flat. You, you're so angry about the internet being in their opinion of hope. I just disagree. I I guess you're right. I, I shouldn't be as angry. Okay, fine. Let's talk about um, the. Okay, let's talk about the second writer then. If there's okay. Okay, so the second writer was also a producer of this film, just like Andre, the first writer. He was Terry Morse, and he wrote Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park in 78. Right. Do you remember that film? No, but I'm looking right now, and the last theatrically released movie Bob Hope appeared in was of Spies Like Us in 85. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this is one year later. I remember that scene. They're they're in a tent and a golf ball flies in, and it's Bob Hope playing golf. He's playing through. Now that's on my DVD Netflix queue because you you reminded me of that. Don't play me if you're going to rewatch uh, Spies Like Us. Now Terry, Nason, I saw that with John Fonseca and Montclair. Cool. That's yeah. a blast from the past. Saddam Hussein himself. Yeah. If anybody knows fish burgers, they know John Fonseca. Um, okay, this writer was a big deal for British television science fiction, including Doctor Who. He created this Daleks and Davros. I don't know Doctor Who, but if you do, that was a big deal. He didn't even want the job, but he was like 
Okay, Spike Milligan saw him in 1955 and said, this guy looks hungry. Let's hire him. That's how he got his start. He looked hungry. Just on the whim of Spike Milligan. He's Welsh, and um, he didn't even want to do the Doctor Who. He declined it, but he was poor, so he had to do it, and he turned into a big deal with Doctor Who. He's a co-producer of this thing. And you don't, you're not aware. You're like Doctor Who, who? Exactly right. I, because it always looks so cheap. I, I did, never hung with the story because the, it was all the, it just looked low oh, rent. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, it, the BBC did what they could. That was part of the charm. It was every week or no, look, you know, look, he just dropped something there. Do, 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 do. That's the music now, cue. Right. We're going to find. The he knows that the original paintings are here in this house, okay, and he needs to get rid of them <clears throat> or do something so that they don't get returned to their original owners. That's his whole plan. I would suggest turning the paintings around and hanging them back up so that nobody will see them. Okay, yeah, they'll come now in and stay like, look, super secret. Oh, well, did you see she had a faux wall? Yeah. Okay, listen, listen, because they're starting to become friends more. Nolan, you can win. This heat is a classic. Freshly appointed for me. Another one quite like it for the whole world. Same could be said for Minerva. Who? Oh, a very feeble old friend. It's the rent-a-car that... Uh, we missed it. We missed it. We were seeing crouchiness. My No, no, I was like rent-a-relic. Now, the Rolls-Royce won't have the damage in this scene, and that's supposed yeah. to be... Okay. It's, it is a, it's a goof. It's a continuity goof. You know, the continuity guy was not invited to the sequel. <laughs> what a goof. Nobody was invited to the sequel. You know, Bob Hope had all these uh, things that he was going to do that got canceled later in his life. Cancel My Reservation was his last real film in 72. in which Right. You know what that's about, right? He uh, goes to an Indian reservation as the film, but and he, like, works with kids. Okay. And it's, and it's called Cancel My Reservation. Okay. He was going to do another Bing Crosby film. Then Big Crosby died. He was in a cameo in the Muppet movie. He was going to be in this film called Menage a Trois with David Niven, but that got canceled. He was going to be in the Walter Winchell story, but that got canceled. He would have been good. Then he was going to be in this TV biography, and that got canceled. So then he was in Spies Like Us. The Bing Crosby was going to be the road to Fountain of Youth or something. Exactly right. Um, It was going to be the road to the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. Okay, now. Yeah. Now, you know, he, he says, what's this thing that I just found? And, but, but our cat burglar, Don Amici, sure as shit knows what that is from his old days. And he's like, danger, Will Robinson. You'll see. Are you buying a painting? No, he's agreed to help me with my father's collection. Hey, what do you think of this? Oh, oh, where is your swimming pool? This Paul Egan? Where oh, is we saw this in the trailer. There's going to be a giant explosion over water. Exactly. And the plan was Clyde Ravel 
was going to blow up, burn down her house and thus burn down all the paintings and maybe kill her. This is nuts. Does anybody have any marshmallows? Yeah, so then the trailer too. They just lit a pool of, a pool of water on fire. Well, basically, he wanted to explode it in a safe way. So if you burn it on water, you know, it's right. not going to burn things around it. Except for that palm tree. Yeah, that palm tree. And look at the wind. Boy, that drives me crazy <laughs> when the wind is blowing in these movies. Oh, back to the country club. Okay, now we find out that the cop is having an affair with the insurance lady. Oh, so he's in on it. He's the only one. No, he's not in on it. He's not in on it. But for some reason, they see they're seeing each other. And I guess it's because the insurance investigator is really a skunk. I don't know. You see him smoking there. He's going to smoke, 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 smoke. Right. It's so tacky because no one else in the club is smoking. It's not tacky in 1986. Everybody smoked. You mean after playing tennis? Yeah. <laughs> I just did a countdown with Pam Benjamin. She was talking about how much she exercises, and yet I still smoke. Okay, so they know now that Clive Ravel was going to blow up those paint, uh, those paintings. Something's going on, so they're going down to his studio to figure Ooh. this shit out. But the front, oh, he has a studio too. I got you. Yeah, oh, he's all smart. That uber shitty shirt I was wearing, I'm wearing, uh, uh -huh. is from Pam Benjamin. Aha, uh -huh, very nice. And yeah. the Mutiny Radio shirt that you're... Okay. Again, I got to let a cat out. The Mutiny Radio cat. Of the bag. The pirate, the pirate cat. Now, this film was also known by another title called A Nice, Pleasant, Deadly Weekend. But that film was scrapped by the time it was on air. Uh, our production companies are uh, 20th Century Fox and Andrew J. Fanati, who's the writer and producer. Of course, NBC. Oh, commercial. Because it was on NBC. Oh, it's Freddie. No, this guy, if you see him in a Burger King, you could win $5,000. It's Herb. Oh, my God. A chance at a million, Mike. Beyond the eye, eyes peeled for Herb. Until until March third, I got I got asked if I was Herb several times during that promotion. Now Terry Morse, who is a co-producer and writer for this, also wrote "Kiss Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park." You know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay. Yeah. Turner and Hooch, but it was the TV movie in 80 he wrote. Which Not is so weird because Disney Plus did a TV series of Turner and Hooch. Oh. It, and it took place in a really weird computer-generated San Francisco. Where oh, the so it took was... days. Yeah. Uh, he also produced and wrote uh, Teenage, Mutant Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3. Right? Good for him. Now, there was an oh, associate... Sorry. There's an associate. Yeah, this is not Cascade. This is a complete competing brand, and they have the commercial on. I guess money's money, right? Well, this is for the partiers. Like you know, they're aiming for the people who party all night. That's right. That's why there's old dishes 
Wow, what sh don't put it in there, the shiny nip. Oh, it didn't wipe off. Yeah, wow. there's no fur stuck to your hand. Um the associate producer, okay, the one of the producers and writers is Andrew J. Fanati. And Duke Fanati was the associate producer. That's gotta be a relative. I could not find out on the internet. Is that his son or something? No relation. This is Bob Hope's only movie that he made for TV. Carl, and the NBC Monday Night Movie will be back. After this bullshit. Oh, is this a news report? It's when a plug for uh, terrorism is hurting travel. It's true. Like, I had to wait in line, and I they, they told me that they wanted me to take my gun out before going in the plane and I now took it this out. is promoting a turn it up it's promoting a competing newspaper the village voice no it's oh the herald newsday it's new york newsday which would show up and compete with the post oh it's the long island newsday i don't think so it's new york newsday wasn't that the Long Island newspaper? There was a Long Island Newsday, and it was specially for Long Island, and it was short-lived. Uh, mew, mew. Look, yeah. there's no, there's no warning saying I should is a stuntman and I shouldn't do this. I'm gonna go. So on a closed course and no, don't test while driving. I'm gonna test. I'm gonna do this on an open course. Ooh, the 2.0 C. Lot of car commercials in this. Uh, try Honda. Hey, yeah, man, keep keep bringing up the try cool. love. More Manus. He's going to resign. It hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah, but the NBC Monday night at the movies now He's resumed. in trouble with Ed Koch. He's screwed, man. He, he did bribes for contracts. Didn't Koch get away with it, though? Did we miss somehow the... No, there's a, yeah, wait, you said there was one murder. Are we in a different movie? Well, he, okay, this is a second murder, but it looks like he hung himself and he left a note that said, I killed Professor Ragnar. So now, turn it up, turn it up. Listen. Okay, that's all I wanted you to hear. He goes, when's the last time you saw your, and then since it's 1986, he can't say husband or gay lover or something. He just goes, him, you know, he had to dance around it. It's an earlier time. Look at the cigarettes, man. I'm going to write a letter. I was watching your unwholesome Bob Hope made for television <laughs> movie. How dare you expose gay characters? Oh, look at the note. I killed Vincent Font. Sign. Uh, uh, he must have wrote it when he hugged himself. <laughs> He's still smoking. But you know what's weird? The knot was tied on the left side, and Fonts was right-handed. But the gay lover is left-handed. Very suspicious. Oh, so he? You're saying he did it? Are we getting to the point where we have to realize there's like a murderer? Yes. Now, um, okay. But, 
Okay, I'll just call her the insurance investigator. She's got a fake name. Okay, her real name is like Diana Potts or something. And so she goes up to the this guy and is like, I'm sorry we had to meet under such tragic circumstances. And he goes, thank you very much, Mrs. Potts. But the our heroes, Mrs. Potts, how did he know her, her real name? So now we're starting to see, right. it's starting to unravel. Uh, you know, I actually wanted to do Lil Abner for our show because oh, I found- Oh, interesting. Because there's two versions and they're both based on the musical. I don't think, I think they might've been a serial where it was based on the uh, comic strip, the Al Cap comic. You know, musicals never work well on our show because we don't listen. So right. here and then I get, I get paranoid and we get sued. Della Stevens, her name is Della Vance in the show, but her secret name, because she's an investigator, is Deb Potts. And that's how. Uh, let's listen. Oh, never mind. You don't have to. We miss Bob Hope's quips. Um, oh, I got it. Saying, you think that's hot? You should have seen my back nine. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And, um, Thank you. She go, he goes, thank you, Mrs. Potts. Now, what we should do is have a revealing look see of Bob Hope, but we don't get it. Uh, I'm going to go now. She is. She's going to L.A. for an appointment, and then the, the cop goes, dinner on Friday, and she goes, I would love to. I don't know why it's important to the plot that they're dating. Well, they have to have some love interest, I guess. I guess, but how does it show? All right, let's listen. All right, sorry. Oh, you're brilliant. No. In that case, what's my bail You cat burglar. You caught me second hand. You caught me red second handed. Because I sold your watch, and the watch says it's a good head. At the end of the thing, he'll say, let me see your driver's license, and then Don Amici will find his wallet missing, and that'll be the... Oh, and then the Bob go, thanks yeah. for your wallet. Jeez. Thanks for the wallet. <laughs> I hardly even knew ya until I and saw your driver's license. Thanks now I got through your bill. Thanks for your wallet. All right, wallet. let's listen. Well, we're funnier. Oh no, it's that annoying Steve Allen wife. Hey, are you oh my God, just get to the great coupon mustard joke and move on. Where's the cop? Where do you think? At his headquarters. It's called a police station. Oh, Martin Short. Yeah, he was so uninteresting in the film, I didn't even research him. He does have backstory. He's, there's a reason he is in this cast. But he doesn't do crap, so I just fucked him off. Whoa, Whoa I love that. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Now, again, we're starting to see that these were in both uh, the Riddler's connection and uh, Ragnar's collection. So obviously, there's a forgery afoot here. 
we're starting to put two and two together why Clive Ravel would want to hide it. And um, well, anyway, yeah, it's all going to we're getting close to. We're in our act three ever since you saw the uh, husband. Uh, we started our act three and we're 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 heading for the end. now. This so uh, the this the the art thieves got away for 10 grand, but had to kill two people. The art, okay. Yeah, well, there's some kind of weird, like... Yeah, the person who killed both people will be revealed to us in a moment, and I don't want to... Okay. Oh, you don't want to spoil it? Okay, I good. don't. It's Bob Hope, right? But well, we I'll all tell you, I did half it. of it, and that is that the forgeries were going on, so this was the motivation for, you know, there's obviously underworld crime. Okay, now, here comes the Rolls-Royce, and let's find... Oil mark? Nope. Yeah, it's on the other no side. Scruff? All right. All right, it kind of doesn't matter. Uh-oh, did it do? But there's a problem, and that problem is Don Amici and Bob Hope are figuring this bullshit out, okay? So whoever's the killer is starting That's to know that. Out. Right, it's time to rub them out. Because the killer's in the back is in that car. Look how they speed up the film every now and again. Oh, I was wondering why the sunroof is open. Look, he's got a gun with... Ah! Pew, they've pew. got a whole arsenal! This is a classic! You want me to, I'll play the volume. I have the, I have the remote ready. Well, the only interesting thing is he says to Don Amici... How are you on hasty end, hasty exits? And then they both jump out of the car. That's the only oh, that's a... quip you're going to hear. Well, here, I'll add some more. Okay. All right. I heard a bullets over Broadway, but... but this is ridiculous. Oh. If this doesn't win me an Oscar, then I don't know what will. Yes, now, let's turn to the budget, camera. They destroy a Rolls Royce. Oh, there it is all scratched up. So this is yeah. continuity working. Oh, Whoa, dude! This is pretty nutty, Professor. Ah, uh, I haven't seen such a wild goose chase since <laughs> Ava Gardner stepped out of her dressing room. <laughs> you really got the camera on the side again. Now I think I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, he's going to shoot the brake light. Why? Ooh, Why no, would my he shoot the license plate. plate? Why? He's trying to kill these guys. Are they or are they just give threatening him? No, you could turn it up because he'll do his hasty exit line. Okay, here it is. Come on. <laughs> Boom! Oh, wow! What an explosion! Yeah, it's way too much for what we saw, but okay. It was practical too, right? They must have packed that that rolls with something. Yes, exactly. So obviously, their heroes are dead. So they've accomplished their goal. This is almost like a car commercial. Uh, whoa. 
That was a close one. Talk about a cliffhanger. <laughs> right. Uh, things went over the cliff. All right, commercial. Ba 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 ba. Now this is a movie you might have seen. Yeah, this is uh Oh, uh I know this. I've seen the box. It's uh, Sally He's Field. He's got two boys. Nobody's nobody's fool. No. Achy. Yeah. Okay. And the other guy. Murphy's Romance, directed by Marty Ritt. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Hiya, chop. Ooh, it's artificial all, flavor. Oh, and bacon. Oh, and potatoes. Oh, it's potato chips. Oh, gravy. The works. Yeah, this oh, is the extra sounds... thick cut. That's its selling point. The works is bacon and cheddar. All in the same. Yeah, onions. This shit is great. Usually when I hear like the works, it's like mustard and ketchup flavor. Right. Oh, Grady's, where are you now? A uh, car. More cars. With a 6.9, 1986. Uh, MSRP. Manufacturer's <laughs> suggested retail price. $2. <laughs> With tires, another dollar. The Comanche. This was just car washed. Wow, we really like looking at your cars. What's <laughs> under it? Yeah. Truck 7.9, you. that is the... There you oh, go. oh nice. cheese, egg, butter. You know, this all food is all dead by now. Now, Lipton isn't only tea back then. It also had... had like instant and, powder. Right, and there was... there. This is a cooking enhancer. There was no noodles. It was just you add it to your noodles. Right. There's no noodles in there. It's just the sauce, right? Yeah. Stroganoff, Alfredo. They put a bunch of shit into a package and sold it. Now, this went away. Lipton stuck with tea and soup. Well, Nescafe or whatever. Nestea owns it, right? No, Lipton's his own thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they own like a, maybe they branched out into spices. And yeah, they did. They, they, they tried to do like hamburger helper kind of things. Yeah. It didn't work out. Listen, all, all you need is a packet. Just add noodles and hamburger and chicken and uh, <laughs> bones. I've got some dehydrated water here. You just add water. <laughs> uh oh. Serving suggestion. The box has like bone marrow on it. Oh, that looks great. It comes with bone marrow. Feet, footsteps, and guns. Yeah, click. Black. Yeah, Bob Hope did a lot of radio, and I'm sure they, they had like the radio guys doing the sound effects of the gangsters walking the. Now, this is really dumb. They're doing all this, like, you know, plastic explosive and. It's like going to be a big scene, but in the end, they just blow up a door. A lot of silly putty. Now, what they're doing is a fake break-in to where the paintings are, the originals. And then our husband is like going to get like hit over the head and, you know, it'll look like they've been robbed. Go ahead, listen. Just 
Holy cow, she's the bad guy. Right. Now, watch what she does. Agreement with Vincent for all those years. What's he doing? Keeping most of the original. Oh, double cross by a double crosser. Oh, that's a quattro cross. Now listen. <laughs> Green world is creating that's why lieutenant wax won't find you either he'll find you dead what you double crosser double crosser finally all oh no i wonder if i were your miss that's one thing about those bruce willis movies there's some bruce willis movies from the last year or two where he's holding a gun yeah. And it's like all things considered, like it, it's awkward. So now they've cracked the case. Okay. It was, it was Della all along and everything's wrapped up. So oh, really? now we're going to have a very bad montage in which they're explaining how they figured it out. See, now they get to another place and they continue the story. But then, right, and then they'll cut to another scene and they'll continue the story. They're having the same conversation in different locations. Right, they started exactly. talking in the convertible and now they're over dinner having dessert. And now the thing will be like, you two would be pretty good partners. That's ridiculous. Uh, I can't see us a week after week as a, a lovable but hateable <laughs> partnership. Who would watch us week after week? Maybe if we follow St. Elsewhere. Maybe if we go on right before St. Elsewhere. And now Check out Black's continuing Magic. continuing the story in yet another setting. Ah. <sighs> It's the most weird. We're Look, they're, they're on the boat. They're still talking the same story. All right, turn it up now because now we're going to get the. Well, they're still going, but we're about to get the. You two should be buddies. Left handed. Yeah, he gave it Just as you said, Carl. Well, they said it earlier in the. Uh 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 uh. Oh. Uh, 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 we'll take the again. I got the size of a house. You son of a bitch. His wallet has CDs in it. The CD wallet. Okay, now, like, we're going to go to commercial, but don't bother. The film is over. Well, we now don't want to see more commercials. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's. see his credits when we come back. If you want to watch because they're interesting, I don't know. Was this about suits or bad breath? This is like, don't be fooled by other phone companies. We're AT&T. Oh, right. Yeah. He's we give you money. service. We don't drop your calls. Who said that? Cliff. Uh... He's a famous actor, right? Yeah. Well, Carl, what'd you think of uh, Masterpiece of Murder? I enjoyed it. It was a good 
it wasn't a good film. It wasn't a good film, but I forgive it for that because it's TV and Bob Hope absolutely did what he was supposed to do this whole, oh, time to get some coffee. It's going to be a long night. Oh yeah. We better uh, boil that water. Yeah. Throw that to the side. Part of this house instant. Part of this unnutritious breakfast is donuts next to it. All right. Ready? We're ready, Miss Ride. Now, Mike, did you like this film? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'm, I agree with you. I need to watch this and maybe the audience as well on our own to enjoy the quips. On the other <laughs> hand, I know I did not enjoy this movie. I think a lot of his television work when he got older got a little kind of dicey and weird. Uh-huh. I mean, this one, he was coherent, and the jokes were uh, breakdancing jokes and shit like that. And Reagan well, this jokes, is it. So. He's going away now forever. Chicken Bake survived just putting powder yes, in a box. Yes, he did. Yeah. Lipton fucked it up. Well, all right. Well, that is it. We have more commercials, so help yourself to them. Uh, the best of the, the worst of the over. 80s. Yeah, the yeah. film's over. Uh, we want to thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed Bob Hope. I didn't realize it. I'm a big Bob Hope fan, so for me... As a Bob Hope completist, I really enjoyed this movie as well. Yeah. And I enjoyed it too. I mean, I'll see, you know, it was funny. He was coherent in it. Yeah. He was lucid in it. He wasn't like, there's a lot of footage you've seen uh, on YouTube where he is out of it. Yeah. And they don't care. He did make and, it to 100. Yeah. So this one was pretty good. Oh, wait, what's on NBC Wednesday? Golden, Golden Girls with Planet. Who we saw last episode. Yes. Let's see if we see her right now. 227. Uh-oh. I don't remember 227. That's Captain Lou Albano. Albano. Hunter. It's Hunter. Oh, my teeth are gritty. Look, there she is. Golden girl. Oh, we made it to the credits. Jamie Farr is himself. They might be giants. Yeah, Jamie Farr is himself. Okay. All right. Okay. We're done. We got two episodes that aired. Didn't sound great. We're going to re-air them. And we're going to revisit two of our favorite movies that we watched. And it'll be like the third time we watched one of them. So <laughs> we'll see you. Happy summer. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose and i love to paint outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the let's watch a full length movie on Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. 
follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, that's delightful. Remember that acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Only way you can find our podcast. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman 